you, mate. Lord, we thank you for Gary. We thank you, Lord, that he's a man of your word and a man of your spirit. And um, he hears you. And um, he loves you. He loves people. And um, Lord, we just open our hearts um, to receive what you have for us this morning through Gary. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I've got one strapped on here. Yeah, you've got this thing. All right. Now, work. Can you all hear me okay? I feel like I should have a white glove on and go, oh, you know, with this thing here. All right. Well, as long as it works, I've got no problem with feeling like a bit of a turkey up here with this thing on. Oh, dear. Look, I want to use something uh, today, a theme called winning. Um, and that's, it's not just sort of psych them up type winning stuff, but how we can win over sin. Um, and yes, yeah, so I'll just un- unfold it. I want to give you two things which I think are very practical helps to suggest to you that we can live victoriously by using them. Now, before we get that, look, it's been a long time since we've had a little bit of rock and roll trivia, don't you think? It's been a while. At this point, Judith, who's sitting at home, is going, no, doll, no, no, no. Anyway, so here we go, a little bit of rock and roll trivia. Um, Back in the 60s, (laughs) was there life before the 90s? Yes, there was. And if they say if you you weren't there in the 60s, if you remember the 60s, you weren't there. Well, I was there and I remember it. Uh, Woodstock was the same year that we got married. Man walked on the moon in July, August was Woodstock, and September we got married. The trifecta! <laughs> the big three. And at, at, at Woodstock, there are a lot of good bands, and half of them were stoned when they were playing and tripping or whatever. But Carlos Santana was there, and that was probably the first time that a lot of people got a taste of what Carlos Santana did with rock, combining Latin rhythms with rock, you know. And it was brilliant. He was stoned too, it turns out, but... There he was, and he's only a kid. He's about 18 or 19. His drummer was 16. Anyway, let's not go wandering too far into this rock and roll jungle. But uh, Santana gave the world songs like Evil Ways and Black Magic Woman. Remember that? Got a black magic woman. And then many years later, they teamed up with Rob Thomas and gave us... Smooth. Smooth. Give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. That was Santana, right? So anyway, that's just a long-winded way of introducing a song. We're going to play a little bit of his uh, one song, and probably Facebook will mute this. So I'll just give you the words so people at home will know what we're listening to, sort of. One day I was on the ground when I needed a hand it couldn't be found. I was so far down that I couldn't get up. One day I was one of life's losers. Even my friends were my accusers. And in my head I lost before I began. I had a dream but it turned to dust. What I thought was love that must have been lust. Hello. Interesting words. And the chorus says, I'm winning and I don't intend on losing again. Okay, let's hit it. Thank you, Mr. Music.
Sweet. There you go. Winning. Carlos Santana. He, doesn't, he said, I don't intend on losing again. Now, friends, I just want to throw some scripture in, not just as a token thing, because there are two things we can do to help win over sin. Who knows that even though Jesus took all our sin on the cross, it still haunts us, right? Anyone here forgiven? Just stick your hand up if you're forgiven and you're free and you're enjoying a new life in Jesus, but there is still stuff that raises its ugly head in your life, correct? If it was a breeze to live as a Christian, you never face sin anymore and you think it's all done and dusted, it's out of my way, that'd be wonderful. But the reality is it comes up against us and we've got to know where we stand and how to deal with this crap. If I could throw a line in here, Jesus took the rap for all of our crap. Not just us in the room, not just the 27 million in Australia, whatever we got now, not just the 7 billion people around the whole world at the moment, but every person who has ever existed and lived and drawn breath and all those who will in the future, all of the sins of all us mob were put on Jesus. I can't imagine how that felt. But that's the reality that he took our sin on himself. Whew, heavy story. And we just so treat it, we treat it so lightly sometimes, you know. Listen to this. This is Romans 12, 9 to 21 from the message. How to live. Live love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends who love deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled and aflame. Be alert servants of the master. Cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians. We've just seen that message about the self-denial appeal for the Salvation Army. Get into it. Help needy Christians. Be inventive in hospitality. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Bungle. Laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back. Discover beauty in everything. If you've got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God. I'll take care of it. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch, or if he's thirsty, give him a drink. Coincidentally, Judith and my daughter, Kim, you've met, some of you met Kim, she's currently preaching down at Menai from this same verse here. We were swapping thoughts and notes last night. Oh. So she's talking about the generosity thing in this verse. But I'm landing here. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. The original translation, could you throw that up now, please, Adam? That's the one, that's the first one I gave you, wasn't it? Nah, nah, sorry, later. Oh, first mistake. Romans 12, 21 in the original says, overcome evil with good. Now, how can that work? How do you overcome evil with good? I just want to use an illustration here. If people can pull out kazoos, I can pull out yo-yos. Did anyone ever have one of those? 
Oh, yeah. Go with the Coke yo-yo. Yo-yos. What am I going to do with this thing? Well, if we can pull out kazoos, here goes the yo-yo. Um, a yo-yo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You've got to practice, haven't you? Oh, that's a good start. Hang on. And it broke. I can't believe that broke. Oh, well, that's okay. What have we got here? Let's try this one. Well, there you go. Great start, Gary. Yo-yos. Why am I using yo-yos to talk about sin? Because it, it keeps coming back. You try to get rid of it, and it does that. You try to do some fancy trick, and it, it's coming back. Try to throw it away. Throw it over there. You're worried now, aren't you? Throw it over there. No. You want one? It always comes back. What a mongrel. Can't get rid of the stupid thing. What are you going to do? Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that yo-yo. Maybe it's that one. Let's try a pink one. No, serious. You think about it. How hard is it? Oh, look at that. It's... Hey, nearly did the walk the dog. Right. Whoa. Can't, stupid, can't throw the stupid thing away. It won't go anywhere. I'll tell you what you've got to do. You know exactly. See, that's the Salvation Army there, but the Army of Salvation is about salvation. Nothing else. They call us salvos now, but they forget that actually salvos comes from the word salvation. Our salvation was bought for us on the cross. So what we're going to do, if we can do this, if it'll stay down there long enough. All right. Hey! <laughs> Chuck it away. Chuck that away. And the old string can go. You stupid mongrel, why did you break on me? All of that sin that bothers us, and we can't shake off. You do what God intended in the first place and you take it to the cross. Rubbish. That's funny, hey, but that's the reality. It bugs us. It keeps coming back. And it could be fascinating, you know. I mean, if I'd have been practicing more, I could have done the flying saucer, rocked the baby and a few other tricks. But I didn't practice enough. But you can, it can waste your time. It can be attractive. Sound familiar? It can entice and it can hurt. First time I ever picked up a yo-yo was back in a long time ago. And this mongrel thing, instead of staying down, went straight up, whacked me in the cheekbone and I went to work with a black eye. And one of the assistant managers said, so... What would you do? I said, oh, I was boxing with my mate and he hit me in the eye. I wasn't going to tell him he got hit by a yo-yo. I was before I was a Christian. Okay. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> so that's the, that's the thing. We have sin that confronts us every day. 
Now, here's two things we can do. The first one, we can decide to be more intentional, to live intentionally and not just let life throw a curveball at us every day. Live intentionally. So intentional is a word. It's a word that God gave me at the beginning of this year and I thought, what's this about? It's true because living as Christians, you can just sort of get out of bed like everyone else does and just take whatever the, the day throws at you. Or you can get up and you go, I intend this day to be God's person. I want to be a kingdom person. We put the next script up there now. Thanks, Adam. Let's read it together. Meanwhile, live in such a way that you are a credit to the message of Christ. Let nothing in your conduct hang on whether I come or not. Your conduct must be the same whether I show up to see things for myself or hear it from a distance. Now, Paul's writing that. So he's saying, look, I've given you teaching and I've given you all sorts of things. Just keep the standard high. Be a kingdom person. Don't wait for me to come back and correct you. So this is about living intentionally. Keep the message. Keep the standard high. Remember the cross. Remember that the gospel is for all people all classes, all races, all identities, without exception. So living intentionally is the first one. Now, what do you think is the opposite of intentional? Got any words you want to throw out? Blase, I suppose, a good one. Random, haphazard, non-directional. That's something that can bug us if we don't take an intentional stance as a follower of Christ the King and live intentionally for his kingdom and for his glory. So the option, the other side, or the, the option we can do is get out of bed each morning. Some say, good morning, Lord. Others say, oh, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> Groan, I wonder what's going to happen to me today. What's going to stress me out today? Life is so hard. It's so boring. Oh, what I'll do is I'll go on Facebook and see what really good times all my friends are having. <laughs> scroll, 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 scroll. And that really helps, doesn't it? Not. Or maybe just climb out of bed with no plans at all. So the day just ticks away. You accomplish nothing, do nothing, say nothing that gives any glory to God. The day just unrolls or unravels. The sun goes down, you get back into bed. Oh, that's depressing, isn't it? Hmm. Maybe you, it'd be like thinking, I think I'll go and walk around on the M1 today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go out there and just hang on the M1 and see what happens. See what life throws at me. Now, that's dumb, of course. Friends, we all have 24 hours a day and it's ticking away right now. Or we can just let it tick away before we go back to bed at night or we can use our God-given waking hours intentionally. What's the word? Intentionally. There's only two steps to this sermon, so that's the first one. Be intentional. Live intentionally as God's person. Don't be laissez-faire and so casual that 
the day just unravels in its own way. Like the old, oh yeah, well, remember the desiderata? No doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Rubbish. The universe isn't unfolding as it should. God has a higher plan for your life and for my life. And as we follow him and cling to him and listen to the voice of his spirit in our heart, it will be better than what it currently is. It doesn't have to be, no doubt, the universe is unfolding as it should. It ain't. If it was unfolding as it should, no one would ever get hurt or sick or maimed or abused. There's a better plan, a higher plan that God is dedicated to and he uses people like us to bring that new way of thinking and living and responding through us, his chosen vessels. Amen? Another thing to remember about this is, I mean, some critics of the Bible are quick to say, ah, but this is just a book full of don'ts, things that you can't do. Well, I'd turn around and say to that person, you know what? Yeah, there are don'ts in the Bible, but there are a lot of do's too. And if you keep doing the do's, you won't have time to do the don'ts. So be a doer, not a don'ter. That's a word I just made up. Be a doer of the word. Don't worry about what it says not to do, because if you're doing the good stuff, you overcome evil with good You won't have time to do the rubbish. That's right. If you don't go into the pokies, leave the pokies alone, Wayne. You can do better things than stand in front of a machine going, ka-ching, ka-ching. Go to the movies. Sweet. All right, here's point two. And it's simply this. Keep an eternal perspective. First one is be intentional. This one's have an eternal perspective. Remember, there's a big picture. All circumstances and all things must pass, in brackets, George Harrison. But only God is unchanging. I think that being able to keep an eternal perspective is another key to winning against sinning. Remembering the big picture. Keep an eternal perspective. Whether we get to hang around on this earth for over 90 years or a lot less, sadly, it is only a drop in the cosmic ocean that is eternity, right? You think, oh man, I've been, I'm so old. Ah." 90 years, even 100 years, you know? Whatever we get here, it's just a drop in the ocean, the cosmic ocean that represents eternity. There's a big picture unfolding and we are very small, a small part of that but very significant part of that when we follow Jesus and accept and receive what he has done on the cross for us, setting us free to be his people. Hallelujah. Intentionally, yes. not randomly. What's going to happen today? I don't know. What will I do about it? I don't know. Sounds like the big fat Greek wedding. Remember that bloke, the, the old dad? Is he good boy? Don't know. Is he Greek? Don't know. (laughs) Be intentional. All right, let's have a look at the word again. The fact that sinning confronts us every day is a short-term thing. Our life with the loving creator God we serve is long-term. 
We're locked into this for eternity. Are you glad about that? Yeah. Eternal life, it started if you've received Jesus and it goes beyond the grave. One day this old bag of bones and dust will cark it. It'll stop, the heart will stop beating and they'll put me in a fire and the family will have the ashes on the shelf or maybe they won't. What are we going to do with dad? Let's put him in a brick. Put him in a wall somewhere with a little plaque on the front. In loving memory of dad who wasn't real good with yo-yos <laughs> and talked too much about rock and roll. <laughs> but Gary Baker, in my spirit, will live on. Hallelujah. It's an eternal thing that you've begun to experience when you follow Jesus. Yes. We are actually spiritual beings having a human experience for a few years, not a human person trying to have a spiritual experience while we're here. It's the other way around. On the news the other night, they're talking about using cryogenics for people who want to get frozen, deep frozen, and come back in 100 years' time. I said, Judith, look, that's fine if it was just about a heart beating in a chest. But once the spirit leaves, goes back to the creator of all human spirits, that's it. It ain't coming back. There's no second residency Eternal perspective. Can we have the next scripture up there, please, Adam? Or Justin's doing this, aren't you, Justin? Sorry, mate, I called him Adam. They're not the same. Adam's the cool guy on the sound and Justin does this sort of stuff. Okay, let's read it. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side working with them and not against them. Help them to see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up any minute. Not yet. But he could. This is the eternal perspective. Look, we're serving a living God and we go beyond the grave. There's a bigger picture than all this stuff we have to contend with each day. So when sin confronts us, we can go, hang on, I'm going to live intentionally for God today and I'm going to remember that there's a bigger picture outside this little capsule of 60, 70, 80, 90 years, whatever you got. And that's how we win against sin. Just two things. Don't let life treat you, you treat life. Don't let it do you, you do life because that's the plan. Just to wrap it up now because there's only two points, I told you that, so it's not too long. It's not bad. I haven't finished yet. <laughs> so I got, the, I got the tick of approval from, y, from Wayne there, that's good. So what I'm suggesting today, friends, it's sin and its impact is something we live with. It's dealt with, it's been paid for, but we still face the dumb rubbish called sin, evil. It, it's here. We're all damaged goods to different degrees, would you agree? And it doesn't matter how great an upbringing you had or whether you've been married to one person or seven people or you've got kids that are really nice kids or kids that drive you nuts 
or you've been through circumstances where people ripped you off, whatever it is, we've all got damage. The other day, can I have the photo up there, thanks, Justin? I was riding my bike. Yeah, I ride a push bike. Thank you, thank you very much. Oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. And I'm riding along the road, going down to Soldier's Beach, right? And I see something shining on the road. And I'm thinking, oh, something shining on the road. And then I thought, well, the first thought was, gee, people have to be careful. If they get one of those, if that jams in somebody's tyre, it could give them a flat, right? And I thought, oh, I suppose I should pick it up. And God says to me, pick it up. That means turning around, getting off the bike. Right? So look for traffic, turn around, go back, get off the bike and pick up this little Phillips head screw here with a little lock washer there. And can you see that it's pretty beat up? I'd say a few cars have actually been over it. I kept it. And then I thought, you know what, this is what life is for all of us. We're not perfect, we have damage. But we are still useful and God still loves us. Nothing, we sung this morning in that new song, nothing can separate any of us from the love of God the Father. How cool is that? So if you look like that, or even if you don't, but you've got, well, I've got stuff, you know, I'm not perfect, and I've been through this, and I've had to experience this, and they let me down, and I lost money, and I lost a house, or whatever. Yep, it's the human experience to live with damage. So winning over sinning becomes a critical thing to help us maintain our status of children of the king. Followers of Jesus. This is what we do. When whatever damage, could I say this to you? Whatever damage you may be living with even now, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. There was a powerful moment in the, the old Robin Williams movie, Goodwill Hunting. Have you seen that? About Will Hunting, this young bloke. Life had dealt him a lot of damage, but he was an absolute gifted genius with maths. Remember the story? And so Robin Williams' character, Sean, I think his name was, was working on Goodwill, on, on Will Hunting. And it got to a point where suddenly all he, he realised that all Will needed to hear was this truth. It's not your fault. And he kept saying that. And he said, don't with me, Sean. And he just hugs him and he says, it's not your fault. And he breaks down. It's beginning of a healing for Will Hunting. Great movie. Heaps of language and stuff. But man, great story. Last night, Instead of sitting down being random, I saw that the blind side was on again. How good. Whew. So we sat there and watched that again and saw a beautiful story again of a damaged guy, Big Mike. Right? Big Mike, damaged. Doesn't know what a normal family life is like. And um, what's her name, the, the lady? Sandra Bullock. What an actress. How good was she? And she just decided, nah, no one has to live like that. So they took him in. And again, 
she uttered those beautiful releasing words to Big Mike. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And I say it again to you today, if you've got damage you think you, you can't shake off, it's not your fault. Just know this, that you've been set free by the blood of Jesus that he shed when he was on that cross. That he took all of your sins and all of Gary Baker's sins and everyone else's sins on himself. And it, it wasn't a breeze. And as he's nailed to that piece of wood, suddenly he experiences alienation from his father. My God, why have you forsaken me? Because God couldn't have fellowship with him because he was loaded with sin. But because he did that, now we can be free of it and we can live in the assurance that Jesus has paid the full price. There's nothing you can do to add to it. There is no set of rules you've got to keep to maintain a state of salvation. Hello? Isn't that good? It's done and dusted. It's paid for. He took the rap for all our crap, as I said earlier, and now we can live as free people intentionally as members of his kingdom and remembering that this little bubble of time we're in is just a pebble on the beach. The ocean is all of eternity and we're with him forever. Hallelujah. We're going to sing a song in a sec and we've sung it plenty of times before but the words say this, walking around these walls and of course this is harking back to the story of Joshua and his band going around the walls of Jericho. Walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. You've got something in your life like that, you think, oh, wish I could shake that off or deal with it. Waiting for change to come, but knowing the battle is won. You have never failed me yet, says the song. We're going to sing it. And I'm just suggesting or give an opportunity right now for you to deal with that. If it's going to take a fresh commitment for anyone in this room to be intentionally living for Jesus, then now's the time to decide to do that. You don't have to come out to the, one of these mercy seats and if you want someone to pray with you, just stick your hand up and someone will come and pray with you to help you through that. Or if you've never taken that one single step of believing Jesus and deciding, well, look, I'm going to stick my neck out here. I'm not sure I know everything about the Bible or I'm not totally convinced of everything about Jesus. But if he can be trusted, and I want to tell you he can be, then I'm going to take that step over that line in the sand and just step in and go, okay, God, I'm going to start trusting you. Jesus, I'm going to start believing you. I'm going to walk away from how I did life by myself and I'm going to do it your way. And I believe I can be a winner. Not just by pumping myself up, but just remembering that I'm part of a huge plan for God to redeem this whole planet. We're all part of it. So let's take this time now to reflect and respond as God calls us to. Please.